Befriend Your Body Podcast. Contentment at Christmas. Hi, Gio. Hi, Wanda. I'm feeling a little discontented because I know you're leaving for Brazil soon. It's going to be so quick. I'm so happy you get to see your family. <laughs> I really am. That is exactly contentment, right? I'm going to be very happy doing that for Christmas. I bet you are. And yes. You're going to be nice and warm. I will, for well, sure. Well, some people are freezing. Well, so today we are going to talk about contentment and, and about certainly at uh, about the holidays, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever that whatever you celebrate of the holidays. Um, are you having a contented holiday? Sometimes we get in fights with family members. We didn't get the gift we wanted. Uh, we see other friends post on Instagram and their holidays look much more fun than ours. And so sometimes a season that's supposed to be full of joy and, and peace and goodness with loved ones isn't actually a time of discontentment instead of contentment. So we're going to talk a little bit about contentment today, what it is and what it isn't. Perfect. So a lot of people talk about mindfulness, that we need mindfulness in order to have a peaceful mind and body, and I agree 100%. But what I don't read or see as much of is about the state of or the attitude of contentment. I hear tons about mindfulness and almost nothing about contentment. Uh, contentment is related to mindfulness, but it is not exactly a buzzword in our predominantly self-focused popular culture. Let me give you an example. I was with a friend recently who will remain nameless so as not to embarrass herself or her children. So she had a day, she took a day off uh, from work and spent a small mortgage to take her sons and their friends to one of those fun zone places, a place where junk food quarters and overstimulation reign supreme. They stayed almost all day, but unfortunately, even after her hours of sacrifice, because let me tell you, she didn't, she didn't have fun in the fun zone, the only sounds that were heard on the car on the way home was a song of complaint. Complaints about what they didn't get. Complaints about how long they stayed. Complaints about that one person got something that the other person didn't get. There was frustration about having to leave so soon. There was not one word of gratitude and certainly not a shred of contentment found in that car. Not in my... And not in my friend or in her children. So what keeps us from being content? Do you have any sense of that, Gio? Like, do you notice anything if you're not feeling content with something? Do you know what keeps you from feeling content? I think usually, uh, I was actually just talking about this in the car right now. When we compare ourselves with somebody that has more than us, mm-hmm. we tend to feel that we have little. But if we look the other way how fortunate and happy and lucky we are compared to most people in the world, we're going to see that we are actually, we have more reasons to be happy than unhappy. And that's probably something I would say that I I try to focus on, not comparing myself to those that have more or seem to have more than Mm -hmm. I do. That's great, Gio. Shoot, we could go home now. That's a a beautiful synopsis and, and certainly one of the ways that block contentment or allow us to be contented. And that's actually kind of um, sort of dovetailing on what I was thinking this to talk about next. And that is a sense of entitlement and unrealistic expectations, a little Mm -hmm. bit what you said too, um, often walk hand in hand and kill our ability to feel any contentment. Gratitude and contentment are not the exact same concepts, but they are related and supply energy to Mm -hmm. each other and are the yin to the yang of entitlement and unrealistic expectations. Why do you think contentment is so hard to achieve in our daily existence? There are several reasons besides those that I've already noted, and one of them 
sometimes seems to be that humans mistakenly equate contentment with stagnation or lack of ambition. So the reasoning might go, if I am content with where I am in life and what I have, how will I grow and improve and get more out of life? But contentment is a great word and a great state to spend time in. Here's what dictionary.com defines contentment as. It's the state of being contented, satisfaction, and ease of mind. I love that phrase, ease of mind. Because human restlessness negatively impacts our joy and increases our anxiety levels a hundredfold. Restlessness could be called unease of the mind or even disease of the mind. Contentment, then, is one of the antidotes for getting stuck in restlessness on a regular basis. But contentment is not stagnation. You can have goals, dreams, and desires, but still live in contentment on a regular basis. Because contentment is not about specific outcomes, but an overall ease of mind and an attitude about life. Contented people usually have fairly realistic expectations, read appropriate in quotes, about life, about limits, and about their place therein. Contentment allows us to experience the overwhelming good, as you mentioned, Gio, that is our daily lives without being tainted by the seething restlessness or the frustration that comes from comparing our lives with the lives of others we believe are more fortunate than ourselves. I'm going to give kind of a really silly example, but about expectations. So here's one. If at the age of 28, I take up the sport of football, there is really no possibility that I will be drafted by the NFL. I could become a great football player if I am willing to put in hours and hours of daily practice. But NFL-level players usually have been playing football since childhood. If my expectations or set goals do not match reality, contentment will be a hard state to attain. If I expect to be drafted, I will be disappointed and discontented. However, if I expect to get some really good get really good and really enjoy the sport and make friends and and have a new experience, I have a much better chance of feeling contentment with my choices and accomplishments. I know I don't play football, but just an example. Sometimes we paint unrealistic pictures in our heads about how life should play out or even how we should feel on a regular basis. We get the impression via Facebook posts, Instagram, movies, reality TV, songs, etc., that life is one big happy adrenaline rush. We think we ought to feel immense love and excitement or joy 24-7. Contentment is hard to find when living with these kinds of unrealistic expectations. It's interesting uh, what you mentioned right now about social media, and I think this feud is improving this uh, sensation. I don't know if improving is the right word, but it's it's getting worse. People are comparing themselves mm-hmm. and they have more ways of doing it because mm-hmm. everybody's posting and everybody has access right. to it. You don't have to write letters that it will take two months to arrive to somebody telling how great their summer was. Right. But you see immediately how many things they're doing. And I think that is helping people to be more uh, discontent about mm-hmm. their own lives. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a two-way thing because it's good. It's interesting. You have more contact with mm-hmm. your friends. But on yeah. the other hand, if you use that against you to compare yourself, you might mm-hmm. be miserable. Mm. That's a really good point. I, I wish more people sort of posted about sort of regular life mm-hmm. on those things instead of just the triumphs. And some people do. Believe me, some people are, do a beautiful job of posting uh, you know, ups and downs. But a lot of people yeah. just post the wonderful. So speaking of that, you know, life... Life in general is not intended to provide the same experiences all day long, day after day. 
Let's use art, for example, to stand in for life or various situation, moods, or sensations we all experience. A beautiful piece of art or a stunning photograph most often is comprised of various objects, shapes, and colors. A green leaf is lovely, but in the fall, when the leaves turn colors and become a gorgeous palette of oranges, reds, yellows, and browns, that's when tourists stream into New England to take in the art these multi-hued leaves provide. Very few people come to gawk in the summer when the leaves are only the color green. Well, life, real life is multi-hued as well. If you imagine feelings, events, or sensations as colors, there will be green moments and red moments and purple moments. There are yellow feelings and pink feelings and black feelings. Life is fluid and flows. It changes and morphs. When we realistically expect and accept that there will be green, red, purple, blue, maroon, etc. moments, we will not be thrown or upset when we don't feel the excitement or the happiness all day long. We become more tolerant of the hues that we feel less fondness for, but know that we can learn to be with and learn from them. For example, if we can allow ourselves to feel sad for a time, in turn, that allows us the awareness of how great it feels to experience happiness. The, the hues can, or the different feelings and emotions and sensations balance each other out. There is another great benefit to experiencing and enjoying life as multi-hued and morphing. We become better able to sit and allow our own shifting internal states to be whatever color they are without criticism or judgment. In so doing, we are more able then to tolerate the shifting states of our friends, neighbors, and loved ones. So friends and listeners, the holiday season is upon us and it is easy to get caught up in busyness and the merchandise mucking about foisted upon us hourly via ads and television networks. But I encourage you to settle inside yourself and find your own state of inner contentment these next few weeks. Experience how contentment may shift the energy of the holiday season and the family interactions during the many holiday-themed events. As always, I would love to know how it goes for you, so please let me know via comments. So for those who like the going deeper, I'm just going to add a couple going deeper questions if you want to dialogue with the material yourself. What is your knee-jerk reaction to the term contentment? Is it positive or negative? What beliefs live inside of your head and body about contentment? Do these block you from or move you towards the state of contentment? And then maybe a second question. Is my analogy normalizing life as multi-hued art and not a single state helpful to you? If not, come up with your own analogy or metaphor of life with its various permutations. What colors, sensations, and feelings are you most comfortable living with and what are uncomfortable to you? Share your answers with friends and loved ones if you dare. All right. Well, happy holidays, everyone. And thank you, Gio. Enjoy your trip to Brazil. We'll miss you. Thank you. I'll miss you too, Wanda. Okay.